Morning, church. Um, so I have two-part question. So in um, during your sermon, you said something about, okay, how do you, wait, sorry, I wrote this down. How do I truly believe in, in how do I truly believe God in everyday life? Trust, right? And then you speak on relationship, building that trust. But for a person who just walked in today, they don't have that. So does that mean that, is there a timestamp basically on, on fully now trusting God? Is, is it like a thing where, okay, in a month from now, if you read your Bible every day, in a month from now, you'll, you'll have a relationship with God and you'll be able to believe in God. Um, secondly, loss of relationship with God. How does that work? Like if you, if you, is it possible for me to lose my relationship with God? Um, and does that mean that I lose the gift that was spoken about weeks ago of salvation? Like, yeah, those two. Good questions, Pindi. I will try. And then uh, Gareth is sitting there. He's going to come closer. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the safety net. Um, but I think for me, when you ask that, I'm going to that, answer that first one. Um, it, it, it makes me think of the two words that we often talk about here at church, justification and sanctification. And so justification being, I, my position has been made right with God. So I move from being unsaved to being saved, and now I'm a child of God. And, and then there's sanctification, which is a process, and it's ongoing. And so on this side of heaven, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to become all, we're not going to become Jesus, basically. You know, we're not going to be perfect on this side of heaven. Um, and so I think for me, it's, it's something that's continuous. Um, we, we grow in, in, in our relationship with Nkulunkul. We grow in our trust of Nkulunkul. Um, and the more we walk with him, the more we develop that relationship. And so I can liken it, for example, with marriage. Um, how much I trusted Simi when we first got married and how I trust him now are two different things because we've grown in this relationship. We've spent time together. I've seen his consistency, his commitment, and that has built that trust in me. And so I think as we go on our journey of salvation, then we are growing as well as we see God move, as we see him as a father, as we see all these different attributes. Um, but it's not going to be, okay, all of it immediately. You know, we're going to go through, there's going to be a moment where I need him for healing and then I'm learning that God is a healer. There's going to be a moment where I need God as, you know, just because he's redeemed me and I just, I, I, I'm learning that he's a redemptive God, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's how I'd answer the first one. Um, so the way I'd answer the second one is that, uh, please listen to Rob's message, the first one in the series about once saved, always saved. It was outstanding. But the simple answer would be, when you put your faith in Jesus, you become the child of God. You're not like a child. You are the child. So let me use Sam, because he's, he's sitting there and he's ugly. So <laughs> Sam has a relationship with me established by birth. You have a relationship with God established by new birth, spiritual birth. Sam and I, our relationship could grow apart, but he can't become not my son. 
Same for you as a Christian. So you can become relationally distant from God, but you cannot lose your salvation or your sonship and daughtership. But you can lose the reward that God always intended to you. Do you know that once there was a, f- a family in this church and the couple came to me and they'd been praying and their daughter was so ungodly, they said, we feel like we need to write her out of our inheritance. And so I would just say that your relationship with God is dependent on how you respond to Jesus, but your position, your, your identity, who you are, cannot be changed, and that includes your salvation. But the amazing truth in the Bible is that God always says, if you just return to me, I'll return to you. He's the one who comes running when the prodigal just turns a little bit. The father comes running. Amen. Hi. Hi. Um, my first question is, um, like the example you made at the beginning, when you said um, we trust GI, um, what GPS, right? Um, but then, like, like the different resources to use when you're using GPS, and sometimes the GPS fails on you or it doesn't get you where you want to go, then you can just be like, ah, okay, not using that anymore. Something, and you're like, oh God, I want to want you to meet me halfway on this or whatever and maybe life goes well at first when you go into God and you're like oh okay like things are really coming together and I believe that it's because now I've given myself off to God but then like life hits you and it hits you hard Um, how do you bounce back from that how do you to trust again and be like okay fine we fell and whatever but you know, how do you, how mentally, how do you bounce back from that? Like, no, me and God are on the same level. Maybe we're just not seeing things the same way. And then the second one is, um, the, for the previous question, I wasn't able to uh, ask the previous question, but uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. For the Old Testament, um, it sounded like, well, this is the idea that I have that, uh, God came and he gave people visions of some sort and that's how the Old Testament came along because God's word was written in it but then Jesus came and I'm not sure whether I'm getting this wrong or right um, he came to replace the word or he came to renew the word and then that was how the New Testament was created so how can we still hold relevance in the Old Testament when Jesus came to renew or something in the New Testament, and this, this is his life and what he did and what he represented, and the Old Testament isn't exactly the same or saying the same thing. Okay. Okay. So thank you for your questions. Uh, that will be the last one, not big, okay, um, just because of time. Um, I'll, I'll try to do this first one, and then I'll give it to Gareth as well. Um, okay, so first question. How am I, guys? It's so, it's so hot here. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how do you come back? Um, I think it's, it's again that I, I thought about that, you know, with the GPS. I'm like, yeah, no, hey. Sometimes you, 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 it's like travel for 30 meters, and then you're like, no, but there's no one around here. And, and if I'm being honest, that's happened in my life as well, where... I felt like we were headed in one direction with God, and then it felt like, you know, the, everything just shook, and it was the end. Faith was shaken, 
And, and I, I had a lot of questions, and I was just like, Lord, you know, how, how did we get here? Um, I, I, I thought I'd been saved. I thought, you know, things were going well. And, yeah, life came. And, and the song we sang today, funny enough, was, was a song that Cindy sang in September last year. And it says, um, God is a firm foundation. And when we trust in him, we won't be shaken. And so I think sometimes we, we, we want to limit God to what we want. I think what I learned in that journey was that, one, um, he's not promised us everything is going to go well. And so sometimes we don't really have a good idea of how to trust God in suffering. And so our faith can be shaken because we're suffering, but not realizing that God says, I will be with you in times of trial. And so it's learning to trust in him in times of trial. Um, and then also, I think for me, it was really then, do I trust his word? Do I trust that who he says he is, is really who he is? Or do I have this idea, I think he should be, He's like this genie in a bottle, you know, like you, I just need to bring my plans to you and you make them happen. But actually, who is he and what's his will for my life? And, and I think that's something that I've been learning and still learning. Like I said, it's been a journey of three years where God is, is unpacking who he truly is and learning to trust that. And, and even in those tough moments, knowing that he's still sovereign and he is Lord over everything, the good and the bad. And so I can stay in him because he's sovereign over it all. I hope that answers it. Yeah. Um, just very briefly, um, I would just say, please listen to the first sermon again or come and have a chat with me. Jesus didn't uh, do away with the law. Uh, he didn't replace the law. He wrote it on your heart and he fulfilled it, which is different. Um, but I'd love, if anyone wants my notes, you're also welcome to my notes. And please, we're always available to have chats to, um, like Shalane asked, you know, like, what do I do if I don't know what to do with this? Then just reach out and we'd love to help you. Uh, Nazipa is going to lead us in communion now. Lovely way to end because that's where our faith is based on, isn't it? Amen. Thank you, Gareth. Um, and so... Church, um, I think we can all stand and just grab the items of communion. Um, just as we, as we go into communion, I'd love to share this word again, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So be it, be, be it a question about the Old Testament and the law, or be it a matter of, Lord, who are you to me? He is there for us and he is there um, and we can find grace um, and he helps us when we need it the most. And so his body was broken for us and his blood was shed for us. And that gives us the ability to go boldly before him. And so as we partake, um, I'd love for us to just pray in twos or threes and just thank God for, for calling us into his presence and for understanding our weaknesses and, and um, allowing us to come boldly before him. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can come boldly before you. We thank you, Lord, that 
in our weakness, you don't turn us away, but actually you say to us, we can come to you confidently. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our helper. Thank you that you are with us in times of need and that, Heavenly Father, we can trust you. And so, Lord, we pray that as we, we, we have these answers, we may turn to your word, we may turn to you, because all our answers are there. You've not hidden anything from us. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are an everyday God. And as we go out into this week, Lord, we thank you that you are with us every single day. And Lord, we thank you that you do not leave nor forsake us. Help us to trust you and help us to know that you are worthy of our adoration. We thank you and give you glory. Amen.